What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to A Life by Design. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is with a good friend of mine, Mo, aka the daddy of fat loss. And man, this is a super unique episode. It's a little bit longer, but we talk about some really, really awesome things. He's a fitness coach, but we go in way more things than just fitness. We talk about mindset, stepping out of your comfort zone, how in life you don't always have to have a plan. Sometimes you just have to go for it. And it's cool to hear different perspectives on our journeys because Mo has a super interesting background and story. And we talk about some things from my past as well. Uh, some secrets that I never shared with literally anybody, I don't think. Maybe one or two people, but uh, some really vulnerable stuff. But I think it's cool because it provides perspective on how things aren't always as it seems and things aren't always going so good for people. And, um, you know, we all have to start somewhere. So I share some really deep things, as does he. And it's a really, really cool conversation. And then the last thing, you know, we talk about more into fitness and how you can really reach your goals if fitness is something you're looking to do in your life. But he is, he's, a, he's a fitness coach and he has such a unique approach and perspective that I respect so much. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, if you could please leave a review and a rating, that would be awesome. And the last thing I want to tell you guys is when I started this podcast, my life was a lot different. A lot has changed in the last month. A lot has changed. And in the best way possible. And I know I promised I was going to be doing two episodes a week. And I may be able to get back to that at some point. But it's just not feasible for me right now. And, and if, I, if I'm going to do this, I want it to do, be right. And I want it to be valuable each time. So we're bringing it to one a week. We're going to bring it down to one a week. That is something I could still fully commit to. And I'm sure there will be two a week at some point, but just right now with the workload and, and, and all the traveling and things I'm doing, it's just really not possible. So thank you guys for tuning in. And I've had multiple people ask me if this is on more than just um, Apple Podcasts. And the answer is yes, it's on literally every single podcast platform. So if you have friends that want to hear it on other things, or if you want to hear it on something else, it's there. Just got to type in A Life by Design and Tumpus Bisky, and you're good to go. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And I'll see you next week on A Life by Design. What is going on, you guys? Back with another episode of A Life by Design. Today, I have a good friend with me. His name's Mo. He's a beast. I met this kid a few years back now. And the story is super interesting how we met. But the reason I love Mo is because he's just on a mission to make this world a better place. And specifically, eradicate heart disease He's an entrepreneur, a fitness coach, otherwise known as the daddy of fat loss. And I'm just so happy to have him on my show because I know he's going to provide you guys a ton of value. And like we know how this goes. It's just a conversation. We keep it open. But at the end of the day, we know from what I believe, if you come in with these set principles and these set ideas on what you want to talk about, it's going to limit the expansion of what your spirit wants to talk about. Like that's my thing. So I just let it flow with the spirit, and we're just going to ride it out. So what's up, Mo? Not much, man. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Thank you for Dude. the great intro. Of course, bro. So I don't know, man. Where do we want to start? Should we, should we tell these people how we met? Yeah. It's crazy, Yes, bro. yes, yes. I, I'll, let, I'll, let you sh- I'll let you. Yeah, so this, <laughs> so this was back in, um, so like Anton said, I graduated college around june or july of 2017 and soon after i started realizing that you know a normal corporate job wasn't going to be enough and i need to do something else 
So in that search, I started, you know, watching YouTube channels and Gary Vee was big back in the day. Still is one of the beasts. And uh, and Gary was doing an event in New York City at, uh, what was the name of that place? Synergy. Synergy Global, but the, the arena. Oh, Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. And Gary was promoting it and I saw a few other influencers promoting it. At first, the ticket was like, you know, $700. And then I saw another YouTuber have a discount for 50% off. So. Let's go. And I was like, I gotta buy this. So I bought it for three fifty. Forgot about it for a few weeks, and then it was time to go to New York City. <laughs> and where were you living at this time? Peoria, Illinois. Oh, okay. So I'm about seventeen hour drive. Damn. And I look at the flights, and mind you guys, like I just, I just got out of college like three months ago. I have shit ton of student loans, and business at that point was making like zero dollars. But I really wanted to see Gary, Richard Branson, and all these guys. And I looked at the flights, and flights were way out of my budget. I looked at the next thing. I was like, okay, let's look at the hotels. I look at the hotels. An average night in New York City was $300. And I'm like, shit, I can't afford that either. So what's the next best thing? Well, let's rent a car. I'll sleep in the car while I'm there. It's only two nights. We'll make it happen. Dude, I already love this because it just (laughs) shows your entrepreneur spirit. And I fucking love it, bro. I love this No, it was like, it was so much. It was like. This is the stories, bro. No, and it was more like, um, you know, if you're um, if you're ever like undecided on doing something, you shouldn't think. Just decide, just do and it. then you should just think on the way while you're doing it. Facts, bro. <laughs> right. So for me, it was like I was like, dude, sounds like a great idea. I was since I used to travel a lot for work, I had some good points saved up. So National Car mm-hmm. Rental like gave me a car for four days for a really cheap price. Let's go. And I got a Nissan Altima and I was on you were the road. On your way, bro. I was on the road. And 17 hours doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're doing it alone, it fucking hurts. Yeah, it's a so I started driving three hours, four hours, six hours. I kept looking at the GPS. It kept saying 11, 12. Like it was like just not coming down. And then I got to like Eastern Pennsylvania and I was really tired and I took like a two hour nap. And then I started driving again. And what was funny was that the whole time there, I finished two books. Audiobooks? Audiobooks oh, on Audible. Like I bought them for that trip. Damn, so you, you, you've been in this. You know what's up. I knew you, what's, you, up, you up, right? what's up, right? So then like I get to um, I get near New York City. The conference was supposed to start at 10 a.m. Um, on Friday. And I'm like stuck in traffic at 9 a.m., and this is after like a whole all-nighter, Dang. literally sleeping like two hours barely. And um, I get there and New York City is a wild beast to drive your car in for the Such first time. Such a beast, time. bro. So I'm in Manhattan and I'm like, I'm going to die. Like this is like, <laughs> at that day, that day I realized that I don't panic. Like, Damn, come at me. That's a good me. quality to have. Like, come at me, I'll handle it. So I get there, it was so much stimulus coming at my brain all yeah. of a sudden. So New York is can be culture shock for a lot of people. And like, uh, bro, at that point, I'd been to a lot of states. And I expected New York to be similar. I was like, it's not going to be anything different, but it was. So on, on the streets of Manhattan, you have hundreds of people. You have buses. You have taxis. You have cars. And then you have people riding their bikes and then on top of that, you have like cops stationed at every corner. So imagine making a mistake there, right? Yeah, you're so, fucked. <laughs> so I, I, I pull into New York City and I'm like, what the hell am I going to do now? But I kept driving and then I'm like, where am I going to park? So then the plan B was I was going to sleep in my car, right? Yeah. New, like, New York sleep. New York doesn't have Walmart. No, bro. New York doesn't have like a place. <laughs> That's to just... so funny because these are things you would never think about. Like no. we're from Michigan. So yeah. it's like. 
if you've never been to a big city, you don't think about these things. No. But, but go ahead. So, like, I look around and I'm like, bro, like, where's the parking lots? There's, like, Madison Square Garden doesn't even have a parking lot. You just got to find something. So then, like, I, I put it on my Google Maps. I'm like, Google, find me nearest parking lot. Google keeps making me take U-turns because there's, like, no place to find place. I, I see a police officer. And I'm like, I'm going to ask him. He's a public servant, right? He'll show me. <laughs> so, but guys like cops in new york city are gangsters like you're so funny bro dude like they treat you differently so i pull up right next to this officer and i pull my window down at this point i'm wearing a suit so i i was like you know I'm a, oh, you're he's ready. gonna respect me yeah and i pull down the window and i'm like officer where's the nearest parking lot he goes you cannot park here i was like officer i know but where's the nearest parking lot he goes, you cannot park here I kept yelling you cannot park here and then he comes closer and he's like you cannot park here i can't help you and I was like, you're like, dog, I'm not asking to park here. I'm asking uh, where the nearest one exactly. is. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I'm so fucked. So I kept driving. And the conference had started at this point. Yeah. So, <laughs> Damn, so, you're, so, you're so I'm running late. I'm running late. And, um, but I found a parking lot and Let's these guys see. are like, yeah, give us the key and we'll park it. He's like, we don't have like real spots. We put your car and then we like have multiple levels. To, oh yeah. One you of know? Those. Yep. Yeah. Cause New York city is like, yeah, the real estate is expensive. Yeah, it's and he's like, it'll be like $76 for a day and I'm like fuck me this is gonna be an expensive trip oh my gosh, and I was like alright we'll this. make it happen no worries <laughs> and then I start walking I walk into the conference and I realize like there are 10,000 people there so even at like 11 o'clock there's still lines of people yep. walking in um, but then yeah like long story short I think it was day two or day one and somebody was speaking and there were a lot of speakers there and it was just boring to me so I like literally walked out Walked out to go get some coffee or something. And I see this kid playing cards on the outside, trying to make friends. And his name was Logan. Shout out. Yeah, he's uh, doing magic. Magic. And um, and I just started talking to him. And then Anton walks up. And we start talking all of a sudden. And Keep in mind, guys. We don't know each other. We have not met. This never is met each met. other. This is just like me stepping out to get coffee and him just being in the lobby. And there are like at least like 100 people just standing there yeah. uh, trying to network. So... Anton, we were like, bro, like, yeah, that's cool. What brings you here? I'm like, Gary V. And he's like, same, dude. And uh, then we realized we're from the same town in we're Michigan. from the same town. town. Like the same, like, he, I think, I think when I, odds? and I think I found that out when I asked you for your number or something. Yeah, yeah. It was like, it our wasn't like a 586. Right. Yep. The 586. <laughs> let's go. Dude, like that's uh, area code. I was like, fuck, dude. Like you were so close. And, um. So then, like, we started, you know, networking from there. And then you moved. Yeah, so, like, I found out that you do photography and stuff. And we did a photo shoot in Michigan. Yes, bro, that was fun. Like, a few days before. And that's another story, too. Yeah, that was a true... <laughs> bro, that was... that. There's a lot of backstory to that, actually. There was. And um, so then, like, we just, you know... And then he moved to L.A. And then I was in L.A. twice and couldn't meet up. But yeah, we, we just kept in contact through social media. Yeah, we would text we each other here and there. And uh, I knew Mo was a beast. Yeah, dude. And I knew Anton was going places, too. And Anton is one of those people who is... I would like to say silent warrior like one of those people who has a lot going for him but he doesn't talk about it much and i try to be humble yeah no like like the way that you get to hang out with logan and jake and all those guys like for your other job yeah like i feel like if it was anybody else they would have been like oh my god like i personally know people who would die to meet those guys yeah and they're just normal people normal bro. people right yeah and 
the sooner you realize that but and dude like we're 23 i'm 24 you're 23 and it was just like we're the right age to be friends and uh then like i moved to la and you know like out of everybody i knew in la i i asked <laughs> anton i was like bro like i need a place to crash because i've been here for six months but the first month i wanted to airbnb and there were days i couldn't i was like airbnb costs are too yeah, high right he now was, he was on that he was on that grind man grind so i, I slept on his couch slept on the couch for four bro, days four nights four and nights. and the craziest part about that bro was that i was we were so busy i saw you for like 20 minutes, minutes total yeah of like the four days because you were shooting and you were going places yeah, I was so and i busy. would spend all day working and then hustling on my business in the yeah. evenings i would like yeah. i'd be up early or yeah i'd be up super early to bed super late yeah. but like a lot of times by the time i came home i like peeked through i was like oh he's sleeping like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um so then yeah i mean like <laughs> i love it photo bro. shoot was a lot of fun we still like we're still using pictures from that for my dude that's crazy because that and it's funny because this was like, and I'm still like, I don't like to label myself as a photographer or a videographer because I'm not. Like, that is not me. That's just something I've been able to pick up and like get my foot in the door in a lot of places. And um, that was like my first, that was my, I don't know if you know this, that was my first <laughs> photo shoot ever. And I just, I was acting as if, bro, the whole time. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I just want I want to help this kid and like this is going to I'm not going to like overcharge him. It's going to be like super cheap, but like I'm going to learn a lot from this and dude, I learned so much. And like and dude, the way we made that one work. Yeah, bro. Remember that? Dude, so uh, guys, like Oh my it's god, so weird. like when you guys come across a problem, do you focus on the problem or you focus on the solution? Like I have this mindset and I don't know if it's the entrepreneur mindset, whatever it is, I look for solutions. It's like New York City, how do we get there? Well, there are two ways, flying or driving. Fuck, can't afford flying. What's next? Driving. Let's do it. Like, not even thinking. We're going to make it happen. So here, I tell Anton that we're going to have a photo shoot. And at that time, I was living in Peoria, Illinois, which is about seven hours from where we shot the thing in our uh what in did Michigan. you drive all the way there for that so it was my parents that so i was oh, visiting oh, parents oh, oh. I so i'm visiting what? parents i'm visiting parents but the, the part i want to emphasize is i didn't have access to any gym down there so i was like mm. we have to do this photo shoot in the gym right. so what the and fuck do i do stingy and right yeah. so in michigan it's not like la where you know gyms let you bring in cameras and stuff michigan they i mean it, people yeah. don't do that yeah. so it's different yeah, no. so i remember like I was like, what gym is dope? So I looked at like all the gyms in my area and one of my friends, he's like, Powerhouse Shelby. Powerhouse is pretty good. Try it. They have like green walls and stuff. And I'm like, okay, they're going to ask me a lot of money. So then like I find them on Instagram. And at that time I had like five, 6,000 followers. Message them on Instagram and I'm like, like this is straight up Gary Vee. I was like, hey guys, I'm in town and I'm a fitness, you know, I'm a fitness coach. And we were doing a photo shoot. We'll give you free shout outs on all of my channels. I love it. We'll give you a free shout out for shout outs on all of my channels. Can you give me a two day pass or a one day pass? And we'll we'll do a photo shoot. And the lady there got back to me really quick. And she's like, Yeah, we do passes. And then she totally ignored the photography yeah. question. So then I pinged back, I was like, Yeah, but like is it okay if you know we take some photos? It won't be that big of a deal. Like We'll just take some photos, won't bother anybody. Yeah. And every time I post, I'll give you guys shout out on each yeah. one. And that's like free marketing because at that time right. they had like a few hundred followers. Right, right. And she's like, yeah, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Go ahead. So then this is the funny part. We walk in there Sunday morning at like 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. No, it was earlier, bro. It was, it was early, 6, 7. 
it was <laughs> it was i know this because I, I used to not like waking up early and i was like fuck i can't like tell this guy no like that's, <laughs> <laughs> it was like literally i i it was 7 a.m i'm almost positive yeah it was i had early. to wake up at like 5:45. yeah it was early and like i remember getting you coffee and Dude, yeah i was zooted because i don't drink a lot of coffee yeah yeah so then, then like we get there and um and for like being 7 a.m on a sunday there are a lot of people there already there was yeah it was, or it was quiet when we first got but then it, it picked up quick. yeah and like you know not me at that point i wasn't used to filming and in, in a setting where there are a lot of people so i was at first we were sh- i was shy and then i was like fuck this let's do it and then the more we started doing it, the more I was like, let's start, let's start, let's start. Like yeah, we, we just started, so natural. We just started taking pictures from one side, and then we kept moving. And then the people that the coaches that were like around us, I thought they were gonna say something like, "Guys, you can't do this." Like why? Because I was squatting in a suit, guys. Like yeah, it was like to promote um, the the work life balance, work life balance, and fitness for busy professionals. Yep. And because uh, that's what I was doing, and like we started taking pictures and towards the end those people wanted to be in those pictures and i realized yeah. something really big and that was when you are yourself you automatically give others the permission to be mm. themselves i love it bro me me and akil just talked about this on the last episode like our a few ago mm-hmm. um you have to be you man because when you're you not only do you inspire others but people fuck with you more they respect you and because real recognize real bro no dude and it's like if we we if like matt like uh, we were taking pictures right and i'm doing my thing now i left that gym and i haven't gone back for a year now because it was in january but i feel like the people who were there the next time they walked into the gym they weren't shy to put out their phone and record a video Mm. because they were like it's normal here we just created something like when you created an environment when you create it's the little things like in my university back in like uh, college, like I would, I was one of the first kids to start recording videos of my workouts. And now if you go on like my university's like location page and there's a lot of people doing it. And I remember like back in 2015 thinking like my, like no one does this, mm. but I mean, not even thinking twice. I was like, mm. I'm going to do it. Who cares? Let's go. Right. So it's like a lot of the time, guys, you don't need anybody's permission. Nah, dude, do the worst thing. There's a, there's this saying, it's it's what what is it? It's it's um don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. Yeah, dude, that's so true. That is so true because if you ask, there's likeliness they're gonna say no, and if they say no, you're out your opportunity. But if you go ahead and just do it, and it, but you you do it and you do it right and you get the shot or you get whatever you're trying to do, and then they say what like what the hell like no like you can't be like I'm sorry man like. But you got the stuff, like you yeah. got it, man, and and that's like a principle, like not just photo shoots, not just stuff like that. You can take that in life, bro. I spent so much time asking people for permission to do things, and the best thing that's the best things that have ever happened in my life was when I just did it. And nine times out of ten, you don't have to ask for forgiveness because it goes great. Yeah. No, and like, and I think as we go through a schooling system, as we go through life, we put these limiting beliefs in our brain, like, can't do that, can't do that, can't do that, can't do that. Like, so imagine, like, what we, both of us did, because this is gonna go home for both of us. Yep. Like, imagine being a kid in, let's pick on Michigan, because it's home. Yeah. Like, Michigan. imagine being like a high school kid. Shout or, out Michigan. <laughs> shout out to Michigan. Imagine being a college kid in Michigan, and you like, you think of California as the place to vacation. 
right? For sure, bro. Like it's the like beaches, the, dreamland. the beaches, beaches, and like the girls, the, the Hollywood, Hollywood. The, all these actors, and you know shit like that. Yeah, dude. You Beverly have so, Hills. You have so many preconceived ideas. It's crazy. Beverly Hills. Oh my god. And, Hollywood Hills. Right. <laughs> and like, so imagine you're like in that mindset, and then when you graduate college, you can literally be anywhere you want to be. You can literally, there's no, like you, there are 50 states in America and you can be anywhere you want to be. But then that one fucker, whoever it was, they told you that California is too expensive or that is too good or that's too this. Here we go. And now for the rest of your life, you're just there. You're like, I'm going to be here. And then you always live with that regret that I always wanted to move there. Yep. Oh, dude, I love I love we're staring in this direction. Right? I, I've always wanted to move there versus like, and like you're asking for permission from other yeah, people. Yeah, And We you, spend so much time doing this, bro. And you think like, you know, asking X first and asking Y, Y, Z, and like asking all these people around you for, for how to live your life, even mm. though the life they're living, you don't Is want. It? Yep. I, that, I'm going to build on that. When I was 16, I got introduced to a really interesting concept. And it was like, literally, who do you listen to? That was the question. Who do you listen to? And the answer that they provided was, you listen to people who have what you want. And most importantly, two, is there's, there's three parts of it. Listen to people who have what you want. Listen to people who have what you want, but also have been where you are. And then three, listen to, listen to yourself. That was the third one. Um, now, the first two... I think are the most important, especially early on in, in the journey. We have to listen to people who, who've been where we are and, and, and are doing things. Like I used to always say it uh, back in my business, like my, when I was younger, I was like, dude, if you want to make money, you have to listen to wealthy people. Like I can't listen to my parents, no offense to my parents, but I can't listen to my parents on how to become wealthy. They're not wealthy. I can't listen to the dude who just broke up with his girlfriend, how to find a girl. He's not in love. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, we, we take advice from all the wrong people, man. And that's why there's these vicious cycles. But the most successful people, and I know you know this, they have mentors, they have coaches. Like, bro, the smart Elon Musk, you don't think he consults people in his life? Oh, man. You don't think Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or Steve Jobs or um, what's Amazon? Jeff Bezos. Yeah, Jeff Be- Bezos have mentors? <sighs> You're kidding yourself. They all do every single and it's, it's just yeah it's so fascinating like who you take advice from right Dude, and it will shape your entire life bro and you know what's funny i, I feel like i have stories for everything that's <laughs> and, good and one of the stories that comes to mind is, is a real one and it was um like when i graduated college i had like three professors out of every professor i had there were three that were really close with me and these were like my mentors and these were people that I could trust. And I knew they were, they were with the relationships. So there was something about them that I looked up to. Mm-hmm. And I remember graduating college and all of a sudden I'm hearing this word called personal branding. Like I'm seeing this all over the place on social media. And I'm like, what the fuck is a personal brand? I've only known of a resume. Like what is a personal brand? So I text those three people. Mm. And I'm like... So like, what is a personal brand? I thought they're the professors. They knew all the answer, right? And I'm like, what is a personal brand? Like, I see all these people. Is this the new resume? And almost all three of them were dismissed it. Like, oh, it's nothing. It's this, you know, like, it's probably just, you know, the millennial way of doing, saying this or that. <laughs> millennial way. I'll yeah, like, it. they just totally dismissed it. And then 
I see like Gary talk about it or I see like other people talk about it and I'm, I started realizing, no, now I'm outgrowing my own professors from yeah. three months ago. I can't take their advice anymore mm. because I don't want the same things they have. They're 55, 56 year old guys who work in a university teaching 19 year olds how to do calculus. Yep. Do I see myself doing that? No. At 55, I want to be running the world. Like, <laughs> running the world. You know, like, <laughs> big, I, I big wanna, my impact would be, <clears throat> like, I see my my dreams are so different. Right. And you got to be like, yeah. And, and each stage, guys, your mentors will change yep. too. Uh, yep. All the time, bro. And you, you got to protect your mind, bro. You can't just let people plant these seeds, dude. And, like, um, I think as you get older and, like, more wise, you can, like, determine like okay i can hear what you're saying but i'm not taking that advice because you don't have what i want i do this all the time in my life and i i've got i used to be a dick about it to be honest but now it's just like i look at the results bro i'm like do do you have what i want and for so long people love to give give advice i think this it's is like free. human it's free you know parents love to give advice like my parents give me good advice sometimes i take it sometimes i don't because it's like Dude, not on every subject do they have what I want. So I'm very cautious about what I listen to and especially cautious about what I'm taking in because it's like, man, dude, if, if, if you hear like the, like, dude, there's, there's things that people have heard in when they were in high school, like just a little side comment of like, oh, you'll, you're fat. Let's say you, 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 you have acne, you're ugly. Dude, sticks with them for years, bro. Oof. It can change someone's whole life, but that's their choice if they let that in or not. Because we can put the ball the walls and like become so sure in our being that that won't phase us anymore because we know who we are. We know what we want. Like no, and at, at each level you will want different things. So yeah, it's bro. like you're leveling up at a rate that's faster than the like guy. I, I genuinely feel that. I couldn't figure out why I felt like I outgrew all my friends from college. I couldn't figure that out until I did the math the other day. About the like math? Just, like, <laughs> You're so funny, bro. Like, right? Like, when I put it on a paper. Yeah, talk about this. And, Elaborate. And I was like, so actually what happened was I sell high-ticket fitness coaching. So, like, we're dealing with people who actually, like, are busy professionals who actually want to take care of their health. And we give them exactly the proven system that works and the results are like 100%. That's why I'm called the daddy of fat loss. <laughs> but it. like what's fascinating was that in the beginning of my business and a lot of entrepreneurs can probably relate to it. So when you increase your prices, you're, when you're on a phone on a sales call, there will be that like um, hesitancy when you mention the price. And a lot of kids like a lot of people don't even raise their prices or a lot of people don't ever do the inner work to overcome that hesitation and i'm at a point in my personal development where i can call up call up myself on my own bs like if i ever see myself uh, i was like why did i do that <laughs> i can call myself out yeah, fast I do the same shit and um so in that like I, I i couldn't figure out why i outgrew a lot of my college friends and why part of me didn't want to hang out with them anymore and except like one or two that we still talk but like I had like you know hundreds of friends from college, and they're all in Michigan. But when I go back, I just want to hang out with my family, mm. and I couldn't figure out why was there no like these people I spent four or four or five years with, why was there no like push to see them? Mm. And then I realized like I outgrew almost all of them. Yeah. 
and that, that that doesn't like make you a better person it's just a different perspective you have different priorities you don't want to invest your energy in those people they're not bad people no you're not better than them it's just different no like you know? anton like you and i we're both like 23 24 right now we live in los angeles why are we not partying right now it's saturday night why are we fucking <laughs> recording a podcast right like we're weird we're different we're different and dude it's so normal for me too like no. i don't even think about it bro i don't even know what day it is feels like wait like, is it saturday or is it friday it is saturday okay dope yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason i know that is because we record our podcast on saturdays and um and, and, it, <laughs> and it's just so fascinating to me like i don't enjoy like going out as much anymore like i enjoy it only with people that are yeah, same that are on like same that drug same. that depth same and i can't do surface bro it drives me insane like i become introverted when there's social or when there's surfaceness it's it's just it's so weird it's i i i become so closed yes because i just know there's so much depth to people and i know there's so much potential and greatness in every single human human being and it hurts me when they're stuck on the surface because yes. the depth is where everything happens, bro. It's like the tip of the iceberg. 100%. There's, there's this little tip and like that's the surface and then the iceberg underneath is everything that matters. Like, But they, they don't tap into that because of whatever it might be. So, uh, societal things or... No, and, and it's like I was, you know, I was telling a lot, all my... The other day, a few of my clients were worried about, you know, holiday weight gain and they're like, what are we going to do? Family will be over and all that. And I just went on this like little mindset video for them and it was like we're all on call and I was like guys remember like majority of the people that you know don't haven't reached their fitness physique at all like they're all just I don't want to say fat but they are all fat mm -hmm. and they're all at a point where they don't care anymore like mm -hmm. they've like they don't even try anymore like people have given up so like when you're around those people it's super tempting to not care but the, the true fact is you're not most people you want something more you mm. you know your body's worth more mm. and you know that you need to make it better and it's just so fascinating to me like you are the average of five people 100 percent. so i'm big on this so if you're hanging out with people who have like you know six-pack abs and like are healthy dudes you like just by osmosis you'll you'll start having healthier <laughs> habits and Facts. on the other hand on the other hand if you're around kids are always you know on friday nights they drink on saturday night they drink like uh you know you're on this like constant battle yeah. of of you know just i don't even know what, how to describe it but it's like it's not positive just a vicious cycle vicious cycle not healthy habits right like if you get drunk on friday nights then saturday mornings you sleep in because you're hungover and then saturday evening you finally pick yourself back up but then that's saturday night so what are you going to do next you can go back to the bar so it's like it's a very vicious cycle and you spend five days a week working and then on the weekend you do that. So it's like, what the hell, right? Like I built my business while working a nine to five, 40 hour job that required, required a lot of travel, right? Like there was never, like I did it, I did, I made $0 for seven months, $0 bro. And there was never Dude, a most day. Most people don't make any money in yeah. years. Right. Or profit rather. Like Andy Priscilla talks about like not making any for 10 years. That's a beast. Right? And like, and what's fascinating is that if you ask Andy and if you ask me, like mine was a lot shorter, but I never even for a fucking day thought about quitting. No. There was never like, it was like. No, of course not. Fitness is my thing. Like, yeah, bro. this is who I am. Yeah. And 
as long as my bills are being paid and I have a bed to sleep on, bro, I shit you not. I was looking at my um my journal this morning from like the month of June when I slept at a couch in San Diego at my another friend's house. Yeah. And literally is that day and I'm like I always start my journaling with what am I grateful for? Yep. And literally the first bullet point was um great night sleep on the couch. Wow. And so what can you take away from me, right? Like even though like right now we live by the beach and we live in LA and we have this all the exciting stuff, but we know what it's like to be at the bottom and still be grateful. 100% bro. Right? Like dude, yeah. I, I guess this is the perfect time in my life to share this moment cuz I've never shared I've shared this with two people because mm-hmm. I had such big pride and ego at this time of my yeah. life. So I was in this company when I was younger. It was a network marketing company. You know about this. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I, I did super well, okay? I made a f- good, like for that, like I, I made like 40 grand. Wow. When I was like 17. So I, I, thought, I thought I was like Make king it. of the world. Yeah. Okay, that was when I was 17. I got a Mercedes Benz paid for by the company, okay? <clears throat> what I thought. It wasn't actually paid for by the company. There was a certain bonus you got when you hit this rank that they gave you an extra $400 to put towards a car payment, but it wasn't actually paid for by the company. Got it. So you're just getting this extra bonus, but you have to remain the status or you don't get that bonus. You lose it. You lose it. So, dude, I... Man, I I had all this shit. My business started going backwards, like... Things just weren't at their peak anymore, and I had this car. I had this two-year payment, $430 a month. Dude, I went into negative amounts of money in my bank account for like six months straight. This is like in high school-ish? This is high school. This is this is um, right, like technically freshman year of college. I didn't go to, I didn't go to college, but yeah, yeah. it would have been my freshman year of college, like right after senior year. And I, I, I had to like be this model of for my team, like if I'm going in debt and not making any money, <clears throat> how could they? So I had to like hold this stature and like, dude, it was hard, bro. I bet. But yeah, just to, I just wanted to share that. Cause like, dude, like that's what it takes as an entrepreneur, but for not for one minute, don't get me wrong. Like I didn't believe like at times, like that I had my dark nights of the soul. I had my, my, my doubts. But bro, I overall, my belief was so strong, not necessarily in the company I was with, but in myself. I was like, dude, like, this is so temporary, bro. And that was the power. Like, I was on personal development, so it was helping me craft that mindset. But like, don't get me wrong, because I was so young, there was moments of like, oh shit, like, I literally have no money. Like, and I was too prideful to tell my parents. My parents still don't know this till this day, bro. So I hope they're listening. <laughs> no, and dude, and, and that's like, Fuck, now we're hitting home. Like, for me, in that eight, in those like, eight... Like, bro, that was my first introduction to... Welcome to being an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't even know it was a welcome. It was just, like, another day nah, of life. bro. That part of the dream isn't sold. <laughs> yeah, no. No, no one tells you that. And, and it was like, dude, like... That's so funny. I can tell you, like, the number <clears throat> of times, which is, like, at least 10, how many times my parents told me to quit what I did. Like, this whole business thing. Like... They thought, like, my corporate job, like, the whole wearing a suit to work and, like, you know, getting paid to travel, blah, 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 was the thing I wanted. And that was the thing society valued. But the inner me, the beast inside, 
He wanted to be an entrepreneur. He was the guy working on a Friday night at a fucking Starbucks. Let's go. Every fucking night, dude. dude. Like getting off of work at four and from five to ten at night. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm there every day. And, yeah. and there were so many times when people I loved, I was doing it for them. Right, like I wanted like them, your parents and stuff. Yeah, like people. That That's I, common in your culture, bro. Yeah, super common. And That's like, a big problem. <laughs> Seriously, it is. I have I have friends, dude. Yeah, and it's like I was doing it in a way. I was, you know, it's part of it is selfish. Like we want a better life for our own selves, and it's great that we want it. And but like they had never seen, like they didn't know a fitness coach was. Like right. they had never seen, like. Like, my dad literally thought I was, like, a PT instructor in the military kind of thing. You know, like, in the morning, how they do, like, jumping jacks and push-ups? That's, he literally thought I did that. And I was like, Dad, no, like, there's so much potential in this. And I saw the potential even before they ever could, even now. But it's like, guys, like, if, if I was looking for fucking permission from every single family member... You'd be nowhere. Nowhere! You'd be... You'd be so close to nowhere you'd probably be doing nothing nothing if you actually took their advice and, and like, like i would probably be yeah opinion. like because look at the progression of life of normal people they get out like almost like 70 percent of my buddies from college are getting are engaged or getting married soon and what happens Damn, that's so far off my radar right now no bro. dude it's but insane. listen right like so <laughs> when you get out of college and, and like this is how kids are programmed you got out of college you got a six-figure job and boom five-figure six-figure job and then what's what's next well you get married so you have like that one sweetheart from high school college whatever you meet yeah you meet a girl on tinder you end up liking <laughs> actually my friends just got married yeah and they met on tinder dude one of my really it works good, bro <laughs> one of my really good friends actually he's yeah like great relationship and they're both great that's like, funny yeah so it works and um so like and then what's next right after marriage you buy a fucking house so then you are exactly where your parents were and you were raised up. So you buy a, a house in the same city thinking that it's the great real estate investment that you just made and you're well on your way to life. And then then you turn 30, when you turn 35, then you turn 40. It's just like you just keep saying to yourself the same shit, different day, same shit, different day. Wow. It's robotic. Like your life is literally like you're fucking afraid to even like you know go to a different place because yeah. now you're here yeah so now your age of taking risks is over like Dude, way over 100 percent, right and so then what are, you, what are you gonna do like you're just gonna stay there right and and then for most people who who also this is like such a fucked up cycle so imagine like you're you're you have crafted this life that society crafted for you you became an engineer you became a whatever and then you bought a house you're married you got a few babies and you get like from your job you get 18 days off a year and what do you do well you fucking go to florida miami that's your vacation Damn. and then you come back home and then same day different shit which is you just you know every night you come back home you drink beer and then you go to bed and every weekend you get drunk because every friday night you're with your buddies and then what happens you just keep doing that right and i'm not saying that lifestyle is bad no not at all it's, it's like some of but if that's what you want if that's what you want and that's what makes you happy some people see we're right now i'm literally facing the group of people who have that itch inside of them that's like fuck there's more to life than this there's more to life than this and those people are asking looking for permission mm, this is their permission right here like if you're gonna take permission here it fucking is bro and dude i love that shit dude because 
here's the thing. Most people don't even know what they want, bro. They don't even know because there there's so many factors to it. But like literally, I asked I asked this to my friend recently. She was just kind of asking me for some advice on like what she should do with her life. <laughs> <laughs> I love people I, come to us for it <laughs> all the time, bro. And I love it. Like yeah, yeah. I it's I like helping people. It's like why I'm here. But um, I asked her, well, what do you like to do? I was like, what do you like? Like, disregard the question of like what you should do with your life. What do you like to do? And she was like, oh, like I really like the environment and and, and preserving and like helping. And I'm, I'm I'm like, perfect. Like, make a step towards that. Like, go in that direction. Whatever it might be, one step. You don't have to quit your job. But just make a, a conscious decision to move towards that in some way, whether it's following Instagram influencers who are big on preserving the environment. So that's what I did with her. I actually connected her with my friend who's big into that. And now they're like talking and whatever. But it was like she kind of like needed like my permission, but I didn't give her, I didn't tell her what to do. I just pulled it out of her. She, she told me, but I was like, so many people are caught up on the dollar signs. Like I was talking to my cousin today and he's he's in school to uh, become a physical therapist and he's just like, I could feel some hesitation in his voice and I never want to like push my own things on people. But I was like, bro, is this what you actually want to do with your life? He's like five years in, bro. I, I know, and I, I, know I, exactly I didn't want to hold, because dude, if I hold back like my truth, I'm doing him a disservice. Yep. Like whether he stays or not, I just felt called to share that at the time. And it ended up being a really good conversation, but his horizons weren't, he wasn't even able to conceptually perceive the idea that he could actually do more than be a physical therapist because they he he boxed himself in so hard that it was like the only lens he could see through i'm like dog i was like bro i didn't go to college you know that right and he was like yeah you're right i was like dude you don't like there's not just one way there's multiple ways so it's like you got to be open and you got to find out what do you want if money was no option what would you do would you travel the world cool you can actually be paid to be a world traveler i I have friends that do that like dude as big as you can dream as big as you can dream you can do it and and that's that's the moral here and like just taking the first step, man. I think, and, and this is, shout out to my dad because I'm thinking about him a lot right now because this guy instilled it in my head hard when I was young. And I didn't realize this till literally this year, but he did. The time to take quote unquote risks is when you're young. He's like, and he used to tell me this when him and my mom were together, but he, he would say like, dude, you think I can take a risk right now? I have a family. Like, if I take a risk, every like, he's the breadwinner. Everything falls apart. And he did take a risk. He ended up taking a risk later in his life, like, years later. And it's just now starting to pay off. And it's cool because, obviously, the obligations of, like, the whole family and, like, providing for my mom and all, all the kids, like, that went away. So he was able to, in his mind, take that risk now. And you can do it when you have a family, whatever. But... It's, it's, this is the time, bro. 20s, 30s. That's young. That is the time to like, and even if you're in your 40s or 50s or 60s, dude, there's never a not right time to start, but you can risk is like, dude, you could lose everything at 25 
or 26, 27, and 30 and be completely fine. Yep. Completely fine. And dude, that's that's something I did recently was I walked away from the company I was with for many years doing it very well, you know, in all aspects, like f- from a fulfillment standpoint, financial, like soul, whatever. But there was something missing for me. And I'm, I'm well aware, like, dude, like, everyone else is looking at this as a risk i'm just looking at it as it is like the next step for me and it's just like go in the direction of your heart man i left what i I was doing because it wasn't fulfilling my soul and like it might sound cliche might sound bullshit but dude that type of attitude has got me far in life so far so yeah man no dude and i and i respect the living hell out of that because you gotta do that shit and I, I, I don't know if it like you know comes natural to us or comes natural dude, to dude no I don't think it comes natural to anybody, anybody bro it's like a muscle you have to work it out it's very the more you do it the easier it gets like yeah. I'm not gonna lie like I decided I was gonna leave the company I was with it, I mean it was on my mind like very slightly but I wasn't like putting any energy towards it I kind of like was like I need a sign like from the universe that's kind of what I said and I'll get into this on a different episode, but um, when I got the sign, I left five minutes later. Oh, yeah. That's how quick I'd made up my mind. I was like, oh, this is it. Boom, done. On to the next. No, Boom, and, let's go. And, it's and then like, the best thing ever happened to me. <laughs> you yeah, know? I've never seen you happier. Dude, uh, right? <laughs> it's crazy, bro, because there's this thing, and, and Jim Carrey says it, and I love Jim Carrey. He's oh, like, God, literally, I, I don't have any idols. I don't believe in idols, but... I really look up to this guy. He is something, bro. Writes check for a million dollar, keeps in his pocket for five years. Beyond that, like that's Ooh. dope. Respect the like financial, whatever. But this guy's spiritually connected, dude. And a lot of people think he's crazy, but he's really not. But he has a speech. Oh man, I'm gonna I forget the school. But he did this commencement speech and it is extremely woke, as they would say. It's extremely woke, woke. talk. And he has this moment when he's like, you know, it took someone bigger than myself. Or it took someone smarter than myself. Or he, what does he say? He's like, I used to think um, I was always looking for something bigger than myself. And it took someone smarter than myself to show myself that there's nothing bigger than myself. And then he goes on to say, he's like, he makes a joke about it, but it's so true. He's like, I am the container. And he's like, you can't contain the container, man. So what, what he's alluding to is that he's everything. And you can't contain something that's everything. It can't be contained. It's, it's limitless. It's infinite. And that's kind of how, that's the mindset I go into life with. Dude, you can't contain me. You can't contain you. Unless you let them or let something. You give your power away, then you're contained. But if you harness it deep inside, dude, nobody or nothing can take that away. That's my message, bro. All right, guys. So powerful. <laughs> I love that. And let me bring it home to you by giving you some... Bring it pra- home. This is why I love Mo. He knows how to bring things home. No, like just some practical shit what Anton is saying. So he just gave you guys something super powerful. But most of you are probably like, oh, I don't know what the fuck to do with that. But here's what I'll ask you. What is that one thing you're afraid to do right now? You know. You know what it is. That one fucking thing that's on your mind, right? Is it moving out of your parents' home? Is it... You know, going to that one college you always wanted to go to. Is it asking that one girl out? Like, what the fuck is that one thing? Write it down and do it. Just do it. Just, I love it. Just do it. Like, and the more things you do, dude, I did a skydive 
for the first time on my 21st birthday. Let's go. I didn't tell anybody because I knew every person would have scared me. I didn't tell a single person. I just told my orthopedic surgeon who operated on my knee just like two months before that. And I was worried that on the landing, I might fuck it up again. You're so funny. That says a lot about you. Right? So I didn't tell anybody. And this is like three years ago when I'm like, you know, living in, I'm freshman or sophomore in college. And like, I ended up just jumping. And guys, I shit you not. That, that jump, that skydive did so much to me mentally where I realized, fuck. These people scaring me from jumping. I just jumped from a 15,000 feet height and saw the world in a bird eye view. Mm. All these people who have never done it were going to scare me. Mm. But now they're all inspired by that action. Mm. So we we shot like an amazing video, right? Of my diving. Yeah. And everybody I would meet for the next year would tell me about that video and oh, how awesome it. it was. That's awesome. But every single person that saw it, was, I knew they were going to tell me not to do it because they've never done it. So it's like when you, wow. I guess, I guess my point is guys, like start with something small that scares you. And yeah. I, almost every time you will realize that your fear is not real. It's not. Like that one girl, that cute girl that you, you were like, I don't know what to tell her, but I really want to make her my girlfriend or take her on a date or whatever. Ask her out, ask it. Like if you don't ask you, the answer You'll is always know. no. The answer is always no. And same thing goes for like, you know, moving out. Like, do you want to live in, you know, North Carolina? You want to live in Florida? You want to live in London, Seattle, Washington, like London, New York City? Like, where do you want to live? You don't need anybody's permission. Like, only thing would be just, you know, like have your income in order and the rest will just Not necessarily, bro. Dude, like you're you're next level. Like, that's where I stop. But I want want to hear yours. Dude, see, this is the thing, bro, is like. If you believe you have to have your income ready, yeah, then that's gonna be the reality. But if you don't believe it, like, dude, this was me. Like, I'll, I'll get vulnerable. I moved to LA last January, or this January rather, 20, 2018, beginning of the year. And like, bro, like, I didn't have a lot saved. I'm not the best at saving money. Yeah, <laughs> I love to spend it because it's fun. I'm a baller. I love to ball. Nah, I don't <laughs> ball, bro. I just. I get it. I'm getting better. I got way better this year. Like that was a huge lesson by having rent that is extremely expensive and like going on that route. <laughs> LA makes you better at life. <laughs> two, two grand minimum rent. But anyways, um, dude, it was like, I I mean, bro, I, I, I want to bring up the Al example because it's like I had a steady salary coming in. So like the saved money didn't really matter. But um, what before that i moved to i moved to i moved a lot uh, a couple years ago i the first time i ever moved out of my house from macomb was to east lansing okay and that was not for college it was to build my business like i wanted to build the business and this was crazy because at that time that was the same time where i had this expensive car you know all this shit the whole nine bro so now i had rent for the first time in my life at i think i was 18 or 19 18 or 19 when i east moved lansing. Out. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. A, just as expensive. Oh, just as expensive, right? Yeah. My, my, I had a two bedroom, for and I had it was one person, just me, because I I had a float tank, and I had it in the other room, and I was gonna like start a business on top of my other business. That was a whole other thing. <laughs> so I knew it. <laughs> the good. entrepreneur in me, bro. Day one, man. Dude. Um, but yeah, so I move out. I literally have very like fixed income like i was i was in this business i was making like residual income but it wasn't a lot 
Like my rent, I think was like, man, it was like, how much was my rent? It was like 800 bucks mm-hmm. for two bedrooms, two bathrooms. Um, and I was living there by myself. So I was like taking care of two people and I had a car was it payment. 800 or 1800? No, no, it wasn't that high. I can't remember. In East Lansing? Yeah, it wasn't yeah, it that high. I was like not right in East Lansing. Yeah. I was like, what's the town right over? There are a lot, yeah. I forget. It's like they're literally right there. Um, it was I was five minutes from yeah, campus, yeah. but yeah, man. So I have all this, all these bills, all this stuff, and like moving to East Lansing was not smart at all, mm-hmm. at all, bro. Like I literally had zero money by the end of the month with all bills and except I I didn't equate for food, but bro, here's the thing: is like I'm sitting here today and I'm still alive. Ooh. I can still talk about this. Yeah, I can, buddy. And bro, that will give you more experience than anything, bro. Same with getting a $50,000 car when I was 17. You know how much experience that gave me? Fuck the car. Yeah. The experience of having that responsibility at that young of an age, dude, changes you, bro. So then here's the craziest part. When I moved out, I moved out. I find out five days later, my parents are getting a divorce right as I moved out, bro. And then literally a week later, the company I was working with has a lawsuit against it so all my income gets shut off Mm. i just moved out bro i'm 18 yeah dude but that's the thing bro that's the stories that make us and then just everything worked out bro everything worked out i wasn't tripping like i stayed calm i had the mindset like i was good and it all worked out and it led me to where i am today it was all you know steve Jobs says you can't connect the dots looking forward but you can always connect them looking back 100 percent. and that's true man but like so many people live in fear, dude. No, so many people are connecting the dots looking forward. They're trying to connect. Because they're they, like, no one's that smart, though. <laughs> no one. No one's that smart, No one bro. knows the future. And it's like, <laughs> like how, how can you connect like the dots going forward? Like today I spent- It's impossible, bro. Like today I spent all day planning 2019, but a lot of it is like my aligned action mm. that will produce results. But what if it doesn't? I'll still be all right. But also like- you, you got to go in with a, with a plan, but at the same time, guys, like, don't overcomplicate it. A lot of the time, things show up that you got to adapt to. You got to move fast. Facts. Because if your plan, so here's what I see people do all the time, where, like, they're executing on a plan they made five years ago. Wow. And I'm like, I literally, <clears throat> like, the other day, I, I, um, I was in an interview, I was interviewing people, and one of, uh, one of the other... Um, people from my team asked the question to the applicant, what's your five-year goal? And I literally, I was, I didn't say anything, but I smiled really hard. Because <laughs> I, I was like, this is the type of question that produces mediocre applicants. This, wow. is, this is the type of question that, like imagine if I asked you that. Now you think you have to know your five-year plan. Yeah. You're just right out of college or whatever. You think you have to know your five-year plan. So, but the fact of the matter is you don't fucking Dude, know shit. I don't know my five-year plan. I'm I don't either. Right now. I hate that. There's a quote. If you don't know, what is it? It's like, it's some stupid quote I see floating around Instagram. And it's like, if you don't have a five-year goal, you're already there or something. If you don't have goal, or so, it's something like that. It's something dumb. It's saying like, if you don't have a five-year plan, it's going to be the exact same. We'll, uh, we'll talk about the Instagram quotes in a second here. I have that, stories about dude, that too. That's such bullshit, But, uh, but I, 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 I was thinking about it. I was like, now we're forcing the kid to lie to us, right? Wow. Like Making him super uncomfortable too. Uncomfortable too, but that question is so fucking common, bro. 
It's like everybody asks that question. It's such a dumb. It's. I feel like it's an insecure question. Like if you ask me, they don't know. Anton, like when I when I walked into your house here, like you didn't even know what you did today. Like life happens really fast. I literally didn't, bro. Life happens really fast. Crazy, bro. Like I don't even know (laughs) what happened on Monday of this week. I could not tell you. Dude, I like... I, I'd have to look back on my phone calls. On my calendar. <laughs> and my texts. And I'd be like, oh yeah, that's what I did. No, dude. But the reality is... Because we're in the present, bro. I don't even know what will happen in the next five months. Like, I know I have like certain things yeah, that will be for happening. Sure. There's, there's, there's like contingencies with this. Contingency. But like, the point is like, you don't know. Like, if no. you are going places, you won't know what's going to happen. And here's the thing is like, I, I want to build on this a little bit. Because... It's like, you have to just have the vision in your mind. What do you want? What do you want? Like, okay, a lot of people want just this cookie cutter answers. I want to make a million dollars. I want to own a company. I want to have a big house. Like, I want to be happy. Okay, that's that's a great start. But the vision has to be crystal clear. Like, for me, I can't tell you what I'm going to be doing. Actually, I can't tell you what I'm going to be doing this year because of this contract I recently got. But... It's more so of like, you just have to know where you're going. You don't have to know like where the end destination is. You just got to know you're moving towards something bigger. Like if you're in school and you're trying to become a doctor, someone's like, oh, what's your five-year plan? Oh, I'm probably going to become a doctor. Like that's the plan. But like you just, you in your mind, you know, like, all right, I'm moving towards that, you know? So like as an entrepreneur, where are you going to be in five years? Dude, I could be in Mexico you know, I don't know. I do not know. Like, but what I do know is I'm going to be extremely successful as you know, I'm going to be extremely happy. I'm going to be doing what I love. I'm going to be impacting people's lives. I would have definitely have bought my mom a house by then. Mm-hmm. Like all these things, all these goals I have, but it's like, dude, that's not written in some five year fucking plan. I don't believe in that shit. And i never have. Mm-hmm. And people would like, I would try to do it and be like, okay, where am I going to be in five years? Bro, no one's that smart. Like, you're just, you're literally just wasting time. No, it's like a question that wants you to be mediocre. Um, I, I, it's funny because this is so, like, not common talk. No. But it's, dude, it's so true time in and time again. It's like, you just gotta have a vision for what you want. Like, what I, is it? Like, my vision, eradicate heart disease. Right. Th- that's the reason I'm in healthcare. There's that's no 10, 5, 10, no. 15 year plan it's my attached to plan. that. It's my, like, when I lay in my. That's your mission. Like, when I'm on my deathbed that's what i'll probably be thinking about dude yeah bro here's the thing real quick because you talked about skydiving and when you talk about skydiving i have a very distinct memory because um i went skydiving too for the first time this year super fun and cool experience experience. but this is this is how this is my first time i met logan paul this is where we met it was at skydiving so me and my buddy spencer uh, they were like filming a vlog and I was just going with to like be on the ground to like shoot them coming down. And um, dude, this fucking guy, bro. And they had been going like they're trying to get their license. So they jumped by themselves, like no instructors, Logan and, Logan and Spencer. Yeah. And his manager was there. It was cool. It was, it was fun. But bro, we are. <laughs> the story's crazy. So we're out there and this they're jumping. San Diego. Uh, no, no, no. It's uh, Paris, California. It's like two hours from here. Um, I think, yeah, yeah. Hour and a half, two hours. So they're jumping. They do like five jumps in a day because you have to get like 21 jumps yeah. before your license or something. Yeah, so yeah. this is like their second or third time going. So they're like pretty solo. Like 
no one's really standing with them or following with them. They're just kind of on their own. They're doing the backflips, everything. So Logan's going and he goes to pull his parachute and it doesn't fucking open. And like they train you in this, but, and then they, he's falling, like free falling fast. Oh, you fall fast. You fall fast, dude. And if you don't pull that reserve, like you'll die literally hit the ground yeah <laughs> so bro like last second like he gets the reserve up and it was twisted his reserve you know how rare that is and he fixes it and he he fall and we got it all on film because he had a gopro and it was crazy dude and i'm thinking in my head he gets down he's like sharing the story we watch the footage and i'm just like oh my god and like he's unfazed he's just like yeah dude my life's really fucking crazy this is what happens and i'm like wait what so bro and this is when i respected the fuck out of this kid he's literally like yeah let's go again and he went and jumped right like bro i shit you not 15 minutes of delay he nearly died and he literally went back up and jumped and i was like dude despite what anything has to say anyone has to say about this kid he's fearless and that's why he's so far in life that's why he's so successful Ooh. I was like, Fuck. dude, he's so fearless. That's deep. Like, bro, he faced death. Literally. And just without hesitation. Dude, you know how many people would never, ever, 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 skydive ever skydive again. again? People get in car accidents they don't drive again. Dude, he literally was like, nope. And, and this was his logic. It, it blew my mind. Because he's actually a really smart, like, scientific, mathematical guy. He's like, well, technically, like, the probabilities of me, of the reserve having to be pulled again this time is like one in like a billion so i'm good like from here on out because the the likeliness of this is so rare that now that it already happened to me it'll never happen again and he's like so confident in that i'm like dude statistics respect yeah the statistics i was just laughing so no dude and it's like it's crazy though like fearlessness fearlessness bro and it, it that can that's kind of been like the theme of this whole episode is just like going out and like taking a step in the direction it doesn't have to be a big step man it just has to be a step. Like, it can be a baby step. It can be half a step. But just yeah. take a step towards what you want to do, dude. Because, man, if there's one thing I love, it's seeing people step into greatness and, like, just just try, bro. And, bro, you see it. I see it all the time. I love it. Like, you ever you ever seen, like, um, a kid you went to high school with or middle school with or college with who's who you haven't talked to for years, but you kind of know. You kind of know they're grinding. And like you know here. they're grinding. Yeah, bro. Like, all the hap- time. I, dude, all I time. DM my friends all the time. Like, we're not close and we never were close through high school, but I'd be like, bro, I see you. Like, see respect. You. Like, like for example, my homie James, like, we're, we were never close in high school, but I see him out here trying to make something of himself. I'm like, dude, I fuck with it. Like, I was like, <laughs> bro, I fuck with that. Like, I he started a language. podcast, like, he's in he's in fitness, same industry you're in. I can see he's growing his mindset, he's big into Andy Frisella. I'm like, dude, I see it, bro. I see it. Like, I see that, and I, and I respect it, bro. Whether I agree with everything he's saying or not, I respect it. Who gives a shit? Because, dude, we've all, we all have dreams, and he's just another kid chasing his dreams, and it's like, bro, life is so short, dude. It's so short and so long, but what matters is what you make of it, and I don't believe anybody... I just don't believe that people want to settle and like not do great things. I don't believe that's like a human humanistic instinct. Like I feel like everyone wants to expand. And like I don't know, just from experience, dude, when I'm like grinding and like 
moving my life forward, bro, I feel so happy. It's like Tony Robbins. Like, he says purpose or... Um, progress. Yeah. Happiness equals progress. And we were just talking about this the other night. It's true. No, dude. And I'm, you're so right. Like, when I'm grinding my ass off and those dude, late... feel great, In those late night hours at Starbucks... You love Starbucks, by the way. No, dude, but it's like, it's my place. It's the place where... I respect I, it, bro. I, it's the place where I'm like... The entrepreneur to, land. Time to go to work, son. And it's like... And dude, you know, for all of you, like, people who are into personal branding and, like, having a brand, I have a pretty active brand. And Yeah, this guy's killing it. What's your Instagram? It's Mo Gaia's Daddy of Fat Loss. <laughs> Literally type Daddy, D-A-D-D-Y, of Fat Loss. And you'll find me fire daddy of fellas <laughs> so what's funny is that bro like i if you look at my instagram it's not exciting stuff but people watch it because people can relate to me it's like hey guys like let's go for a walk we're headed over to starbucks and uh this is what we're gonna drink today and we got this this and that to do and you're right like when i'm grinding and when i'm documenting like i'm the happiest and every night before going to bed bro i shit you not it happens more so on some nights than others where like I see my vision like fucking laid yeah, out. Yeah, you were telling me this. Yeah, I wanted you to talk about it. And this. it brings this is deep. Listen listen very closely yeah, to this. Yeah, and it's like so imagine the emotions you'll feel when you accomplish your mission, right? Like when you are there and you're like like my mission with the way I see it is like I'll have to build a much bigger company than the currently one where I'll merge healthcare and fitness to complete my mission of eradicating heart disease. And because I know, by now I know that the answer to eradicating heart disease is not purely in healthcare. The answer to eradicating heart disease is also not purely in, you know, in fitness or, you know, having better health. The answer lies somewhere in the combination of both. And that's my mission, right? So I, I'm like, okay, so imagine I'm, I'm living that shit. So I have a company that's like multi-billion dollar revenue and shit is going well. And I'm the CEO. I'm the founder, right? Yeah. Now what's the life like mm. and i'm like fuck i can already see it like i can already see telling my telling my like assistant to book my flight to miami tomorrow <laughs> at 6 a.m to go meet that hospital or go do that or go do that like so so let me ask you something yeah and i think this is a key point of this whole thing when you're seeing that in your mind because i could just tell by the smile you just had how are you feeling what's powerful your... <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not only just That's powerful I, yeah it's bro. not only powerful it's impact it's like like I'm the guy who would wake Limitless, up. Limitless, dude. Yeah, dude. You can't it's be like, stopped. It's like I'm like I, I see myself speaking on stage in front of world leaders, in front of United Nations, and being like, guys, like this is where we're headed, and this is what we need to do. If mm. not, this is what's the result. And mm. like being on that level, you ever like, bro? You ever like this? Is gonna go deep, but it's like. You ever been like laying on your bed late at night and you are on Instagram or Snapchat and you see some of your influencers that you follow, they're at a party or they're at somewhere where there are a lot of other influence influencers are there mm -hmm. and you feel that you belong there. Like that's your fucking tribe. Mm -hmm. Like and, and sure, the, dude. And like when I was in Pakistan not too long ago, I was visiting my homeland and I was with my family and we live in a village, you know. We're pretty well off, but we're nowhere close to elite, right? So there was a wedding of um, one of the Pakistan army generals. His, his son got married and bro, I shit you not, like 
every single most powerful person in the country the chief justice the the prime minister like wow. everybody was there damn and i'm out here sitting in a village on my phone with my aunt laying to my left and i'm like i belong there yeah yeah so i need to you, be at that party. so the vision you were seeing in your mind you got a taste of it in real life yeah and it even like kind of because you i wasn't even there that. i wasn't even there but it's like i'm creating it oh you weren't actually i wasn't there oh oh, oh you're telling your vision still yeah, i thought yeah. this was real that's no what, no no see and that's that's right there <laughs> bro that's why it's gonna happen because i literally thought this was a real story mm-hmm. and i'm like oh dope like he's manifesting this already but that's how much you believe in yourself no dude and it's in, like in the vision. and it's like you see it because you you know you're fucking different and you know the value you're adding and all of that comes from spending thousands of hours at starbucks on those lonely nights grinding mm-hmm. working 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 reading countless books on my art and being the best at what i do right and like i mean even here in la like people think when you move to la you get invited to all these like expensive parties with not true with celebrities and shit <laughs> disclaimer not true not true at all like you, you start from the bottom here yeah. like no one gives a fuck like dude every time since i'm a fitness coach like i have a lot of friends who are fitness coaches so every time like a female fitness coach comes here to hang out with me to train at gold's venice as soon as they enter that perimeter as soon as i take them like to outside where it's like uh, the outside gym yep every girl feels self-conscious she's like holy fuck girls here are so pretty Mm. so imagine being a girl every girl here is so pretty same with guys guys who train at the gym i go to are all fucking yoked and right you're at gold's gym so like you don't so you don't go to la you don't like come to la if you have like doubt in yourself you fucking like come here because you're gonna crush it anyway and damn i just had deja vu right like it's like you come here not because you're looking for others to elevate you kind of like others will help you but they will only help you if you're already helping yourself right like if, if i get a dm in my instagram and somebody's like hey can you help me I'm like, fuck, man. Why are you even emailing? Like, this is a waste of my time. Versus somebody who's like, hey, Mo, I've already had my business for six months and, you know, everything's going well, but I'm having problem generating leads. Can you help? Now I'm like more tempted yeah. to help. Yeah. Because now I'm like, this guy's going places and he's already on his way. So I'll help him. Versus like, hey, Mo, I just started my business. I don't know what to do. Mm. Like, have you done Google search? Like, you yeah. know, so it's like people who are already helping themselves you automatically attract people who are already ahead of you and they help you out and you yeah, man. you just pick and choose and you move forward. Yeah. And you got to be relentless, guys. Like, you got to be... Like, talking about permission earlier, like... Relentless in the pursuit of what you want. Go at Like, fearlessness. Like, there's a reason Logan Paul is where he's at. 100%. Like, I don't agree with everything he does nor has done. But dude, like you can't deny his success. They say like if you only learn from people you like, you learn half the things. Dude, it's so true. So and and with him specifically, like he's so judged. But dude, he's 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 twenty three. He's my age. Yeah. Dude, like you should see his house, bro. It's insane. Mansion, right? Insane. Yeah. yeah. Five point five. Wow. Yeah. And that's one of many things he has. But yeah, dude, and I I, I really out of all that, bro, like. I want to bring it back to the whole vision thing where you, where you before you go to bed and you feel those emotions. I think that's such a key point. You are on, and I know you're, you're consciously doing it now, but you, and I feel like you've been doing that for a while. 
correct me if I'm wrong. It's it was like it was just happening to me. <laughs> I didn't know why. Like, but from like how how long have you been doing this? Like years, months? I would say more like three years, four years. Okay, yeah. So you've been doing it for a while. Yeah, I had mm-hmm. that feeling, and I feel like you don't really know. I mean, you know now, but I feel like you didn't really know the power of what you're actually doing, bro. And I do the same thing every single morning. I become, I literally become the Anton of just the abundant, like everything I've ever dreamed about from a, what's happening in my outside world, like my reality. Um, mo- most importantly, though, how I'm feeling, like am, am I in love? Am I love? Like am I, am I fulfilled? Am I, am I happy? Am I abundant? Am I wealthy? And I step into those emotions and I feel them. Like I truly believe and feel like I'm already that guy. And dude, when you're doing that scientifically, you're at, you're targeting and waking up new genes and sparking new genes expression, in you. Gene yeah, expression, gene expression, bro. It, you you are literally turning on those genes that have may, may not have been activated for some time, but every gene has multiple different components to it. So you're activating these things, and your mind does not know the difference between. And your mind and body do not know the difference between if what you're thinking and feeling is happening or if it's just Holy thinking and feeling. <laughs> Literally, bro. No, dude, that example that I was giving you about that wedding. Yes. My mind. Uh, your it, body and mind don't know. So is it real? The answer is yes. Yeah. It is real. It is real. Yeah. It's just, and now you're, you're programming your body for that experience to happen. You're programming your mind for that to become a reality. And dude, that's the that's the law of attraction 101. Explain that more of like a scientific terms, but that's it, bro. You're targeting new genes in new ways. And you're and you're tricking essentially your body and your mind into an experience that just hasn't occurred yet. Yeah. And you do that enough times, it has to occur. It's a law. It's science. Like there's something I'm so about passionate it. about it, bro. Yeah, no, <laughs> dude. Like, and I've been doing it even before I heard what law of attraction was. Like all these, you know, like the older you get, the more you... And that's what I was saying. You've been doing it unconsciously for some time. Unconsciously. And, and I, that's and amazing, I, bro. And I always thought, like, why am I different? You know, like, there were yeah. times when I felt guilty. I was like, why the fuck am I different? Like, I was a pre-med student in college, and there were, like, seven of us. And I was like, am I the only one who's laying in bed at night thinking he could be doing more? And I was doing everything society wanted me to do. I was in college, full-time student. I was working at a hospital, like 17 years old. And I would lay in bed at night thinking I wasn't doing enough. Wow. And it was just like, I would always wonder. That says a lot, bro. Med student, like, they're they're under the gun. Yeah. So you're feeling still then you weren't, you weren't doing it. I was like, wow, that's deep. And I was a pre-med, so it was just like a freshman oh, in college. Right. Still, so, though. Yeah, that was like grind. Yeah. And like, I mean, you were doing full-time everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a full-time grind. And my buddy, my still my best friend, one of my best friends, he like he, his room was next door. And he's a med student now, like 30 years, about to graduate soon. So he's going to be a doctor. And like... We're 17, he's 18, and I was like, is he feeling the same shit I'm feeling? <laughs> and I used to wonder whether other people were feeling the same, and it wasn't like... Is there more? <laughs> yeah, like... I saw a post from yours the other day, and I really respected it. And it was like... Ah, oh, man, I'm gonna butcher it. But it was something like... Yeah, I'm telling you to eat... I wasn't this, but it was something like... I'm, I'm telling you to eat pizza on your holiday break. Yeah. And it was like... You were just pretty much saying how all these like fitness coaches, not all of them, but a lot of them are rigid and like say, oh, no, 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 you can't eat anything. Yeah. And then you're not enjoying life at all. 
And bro, I used to be the same way because as we talked about, like I, I was vegan like for three years, um, nearly. And I don't want to say I'm not vegan. I am vegan. I just say I prefer plant-based. But here's what I, where I was going wrong. When it came to my food, I was so damn rigid and judgmental about what I was eating. I didn't even realize the type of stress that was putting on my mind. So the stress hormones were probably, from what I believe, more unhealthy than the meat. Like the meal was healthy, but I was making it unhealthy because how rigid and judgmental and stressed I was being about. Oh, I have to. Uh, I, can't, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. It's got to be this way, bro. That's not. That's not the answer, dog. If you want to be healthy, dude. Like, yes, of course, eat healthy, work out, whatever. But, dude, like. The stress, bro. Who? Huge. Because, like, dude, like, I was, like, at this fancy restaurant, and uh, I don't even want to get to that now because it's too long of a story. But, yeah, man, like, yeah. just. No, and, and and you know what's funny? Like, this morning I woke up, and I usually don't check my phone for the first hour just because mm-hmm. I'm in that state of meditation, and I'm yeah, like, I don't, want, I don't want any extra stimulus. Yeah, I don't check mine until 9 a.m. usually. Very good. Um, and I, I usually like break six. the rules sometimes. So, like, so do I. I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah. So, like, this morning, I, I, I was, like, looking at my phone. I forgot to charge it. So I was like, oh, man, I'll just open it earlier. So I look at my phone. I got, like, text messages from a lot of my clients, and they're all, like, asking me about what to do for the holiday. And generally, we have a call every Tuesday, so we talk about it. But this time, the holiday is on Tuesday. So they were like, okay, Mo, like, forgot to ask you on the last call, but what's the protocol for, you know, Christmas and we're families coming over and this and that. And one of my clients, she's a lawyer. She's a lawyer in Washington, D.C., really high up girl, um, amazing woman, has two kids. And she, um, she was like, hey, yeah, like, we're going to a work party and, like, we're doing this, like, cookies cookies uh, contest or something. And yeah what should I do? And I was like, like I, I was literally like, I told her, I was like, smell the cookies and then just send them all over my way. Uh, and, and she goes, she goes, no, what should I do? I was like, here's what you do. Literally eat like three to five cookies, guilt-free, drink a lot of water, work out in the morning. Dude, eat, I love eat, this. Eat bro. enough protein, eat enough protein. and then, I'm so on this wave you're on right now. And then go to bed in peace. In peace. <laughs> That's literally what I told That's her. That's it, bro. And she was like, who? Yeah, like she literally sent me a video. Bro, you know how, like, those emotions, those stress-free, beautiful, loving emotions, man, are better than any fucking diet. Better than the fucking weight on the scale. Yeah, bro. Like, I told them, like, I told all of my guys. this is, this is it, bro. Like, I told all of them, like, this morning, all my clients in training with the Titans program, and I was like, guys, like, all of you have family coming over, or you're going to visit family. The best thing... Like, if you think the weight on the scale is going to fuck with you the next day, don't visit family. Just stay home, eat your whatever you're eating. <laughs> but I know you can't do that. So here's what we do. Go enjoy family. I like your approach, bro. Like, here's what you I do. I think it's super unique and it's going to go far because people are waking up to this truth. Dude, it's sustainable. Like, I, the last thing I want is a stressed out friend of mine or stressed out client who has six oh, pack man. abs. There's nothing. Bro, and this is 99% of all vegans. No. They're, they're stressed, bro. Yeah. Because they, they think it has to be so perfect. And then there's vegans that, like, take it to the extreme. Dude, dude, you can't. And it's, it's and not it, healthy, man. You're and, missing and, the whole point. And, like, anything extreme is never healthy. Like That's true. Like, if you're extreme with, like, eating chicken for every meal, like, yeah, they're going to yeah, fucked. Yeah. And, and no, dude. And it's like, I, I was always, you know, this is funny. Like, you were one of the first friends of mine who was really into mindset. Mm-hmm. And I love talking about mindset. 
but as uh as a alpha dude as like a a kid from the midwest i was like fuck though like you meditate every morning yeah uh, like yeah, yeah i can sound a little, little yeah yeah um, hoo hoo yeah yeah and um and it was fascinating was that now like i have to do a lot of mindset training with my people like i just uh, a, a new client came on board last week and this person has been on ketogenic diet for a long time and what he does is like every saturday night he would eat a shit ton of pizza and feel guilty and then that cycle repeats every mm, so he do good all week yeah. and then just fudge it up on cuz he can't like he just can't get like there uh, wasn't a balance yeah he he's never created that lifestyle yeah. for him yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's no one diet that's bad but there's one diet that works well for you for me i'm a traveling professional guys i have like over 60,000 miles on delta this year like I'm always on the traveling. Yeah, I I feel like always on the go, bro. I feel like I live at the airports. So now should I like be like fully keto or should I be fully carnivore? Should I be fully paleo? What the fuck should I do? <laughs> so like it used to be that I feel guilty and now I'm like oh, man, I can relate to this hard. And now I'm like all I need here's what I need. Guys, I'm going to give you the tip. So when you go to a restaurant, you should decide fast. And whenever you're looking at the menu, look at the protein source, right? and then look at like carbohydrate source which is like potatoes rice whatever or beans and then third source is vegetables like keep it super simple the simpler the meal the less chances of it being unhealthy like a chicken wrap or you know steak wrap or or even if you're a vegan like pick something simple the more uh, like any of the italian food that gets super complicated now you're f- like messing with a lot more calories and especially on days you travel you're not burning many calories you're literally sitting in a plane like and like not very active so what do you do you don't need like 10,000 carbs that day so like i have literally perfected this craft to a point where it's science to me like i don't even like bro i walk in and i don't stress out like i know exactly what i need to eat dude yeah and i can hit my fitness goals while on the go under $50 a day like I budget myself and I'm Let's like go. and I'm like how much money should I spend like it's not like you know I'm going to spend this much money but right and it's it's just so fast that's what I teach all my clients and it dude, is that's powerful I'm 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 yeah. backtrack a little bit yeah, yeah. I know we're we're running over an hour now but just to get the this final point across is like dude like you don't have to be so damn hard on yourself like with diets with everything in life like I went through a big awakening to this recently it's not the answer man those stress hormones and those that rigidity of that mindset and being so damn stuck on one fucking thing is not healthy. It's not. Yeah, okay, some people might argue with me and say, oh, well, it's disciplined. I was like, okay, okay, it may be disciplined, but would you rather be disciplined or healthy and happy? Yeah. Because, no. dude, you can be both. Like, disciplined is a very good thing, but, like, if it's if it's followed up with so much judgment rigidity and uh, guilt it's not worth it it's kind of like being disciplined enough to wake up at 4am and being happy but at the same time if you go to bed, like one day you had to go to bed at 2am is it still disciplined and healthy to wake up at 4 no. no you need more sleep than that so it's like you got you got to every plan you guys like i know a lot of you are probably making new year resolutions make sure they're flexible they have some room to be flex cuz new year have some good plans but like give yourself some room and same thing goes for food dude and like dude here's the thing i want you to laugh about it when you fudge up and you mess up your diet and your food or whatever drink more than you should have just have a good laugh man yeah like the other day i told one of my clients he 
she couldn't send me so one of the things bro and these are things you don't know until you get in the field no book no, can teach you for sure and like a lot of things like that so like some of my clients who are like you know morbidly obese or up there they don't even take pictures anymore because they're so insecure body image has totally gone out of the window wow and i That's would tell really them sad. i would tell them like hey send me a picture so i know what you look like right now or when we were like signing up and they won't do it and they would do it for me because i'm oh. generally asking like yeah. guys i need to see you yeah and then i would like we take like weekly pictures and i would have them like take a picture and some of them really struggle like the other day one of my client told me she's like yeah like i took the pictures and uh I just didn't feel too good taking him and I gave her like a small little like motivational talk. I was like, "Hey, I know you want six-pack abs, but remember, if you're not happy with your body without six-pack abs, you won't be happy with six-pack abs." Ooh, facts. Goes right back to what we were talking about. And and like if you're not happy Gotta with live it first. if you're not happy without being a physical therapist or if you're not happy while like being a doctor, like you won't be happy. No. Like the external world will not change how like, you feel. For, you for us, for us as entrepreneurs like even if we become billionaires millionaires whatever the case is if we're not Dude, happy money right does now not bring me happiness bro not even close if we're not happy right now we're going to be fucked when we're there even Facts. more miserable dude that's why a lot of rich people are so miserable because they thought the richness was going to bring them happiness it doesn't it literally doesn't it's a lie it's and, just and, a number it, in your bank account yeah man i mean don't get me wrong it's you don't want to be broke and no. like struggle and that's like a different topic but like dude there's way more to life than that exactly so it's like with fitness like i being as scientific as i am i like to take very scientific approach and it's so it's come so easy to me because i went through the tunnel i went through the funnel of like being educated in it and then i get to practice and now bro like it never stops right right now like last week i hired undoubtedly the number one trainer in the world psycho lewis for yourself Mm -hmm. psycho psycho is the guy who coaches mr olympia so Mr. Olympia is like the top person in bodybuilding and he trains at Gold Venice and I hired him as my personal coach and I'm like learning from the best of the best and I that's awesome and I'm like you know soaking it all in to give that back to my own clients and take them to the next level because like when you look at these like number one trainers like Psycho or all these guys they create bodybuilders I'm not creating bodybuilders I'm taking busy professionals to the next level Right, and there's nothing like being a busy professional and eating that one cookie that Susan brought to work and feeling guilty all day. Like that's not good either. No, it's horrible. And it's the worst thing you can do for yourself. I've been there. It sucks. It feels like shit. Dude, you are hurting yourself in way more ways than you realize. Facts. So it's just been a, it's been a good journey. Like I mean, fitness has been like a very fulfilling journey for my. Like it changed my life. Like when you are healthy and fit, bro. Like. One day I'll tell, like, we'll, we'll probably do a podcast where we'll reveal, like, the yeah. successes in life just because of fitness. That's dope. Like, it's been an amazing journey, and it literally gave me, I would say, like, you, bro. 70% you. of what I have. Like, it, it gives you, and it's not only, like, the monetization part. Like, the first thing fitness gave me, I started wearing fitted clothes. You started wearing what? Fitted clothes. Oh, fitted like, clothes got more confidence all of a sudden i had yeah. more confidence just because i was lifting barbells <laughs> I couldn't it, figure bro. that out could not figure that out so like just you know talking tying it back to what i was saying earlier like having those unconscious things that you can't articulate yet mm. so being 18 19 20 21 years old and having those feelings like like feeling it so powerfully like i'm feeling more confident today than i felt last week what changed oh 
I started working out this Tuesday. Yeah. And now I'm on this streak. Changing that self-image. So it's like it changes everything. And, you know, like every successful person I know, besides a few exceptions, like exercise regularly. Facts. Like, Big facts. Like these people take care of themselves. Yeah, man. And it's, it's part of the... Dude, we're, we're designed to, bro. We're designed to move. Like I like yoga. Like yoga is my oh, thing. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of like I, I go to the gym though. Like I've been I've been lifting. Um, I do like more like body weights, so, like push ups, yeah. pull ups, things of that nature. Um, but yoga, man, is like my strength conditioning. Like, I, cause I do power yoga, so it's like really intense, bro. I bet. And dude, like every time I'm done. But don't get me wrong. It's a, for me, yoga is a meditation, but it is a workout too. While the meditation's happening, it's moving meditation essentially. But I feel amazing every mm-hmm. time, and dude, like you said, all the high performers—they're doing it. They're—they're they're healthy, and it's like uh, Russell. What's it? Russell Bertrand? No, what's his Brunson? name? No, not Russell Brunson. The other guy who wrote the book High Performance Habits. Oh, um, Brand or uh, that guy, Brandon Bouchard. Brandon Bouchard. Why the <laughs> fuck was I so off? I don't know. So Brandon Bouchard, um, he did a lot of research on high performers, and I think there were like. Seven... <laughs> I never read that book, by the way. I did. Yeah, I did. Was it good? Yeah, like so. One of the biggest habits among those, the top five habits, one of them was like they exercise four times minimum a, a week. week. I love and it. like, they they stay in shape, and he like he literally sold. He was selling me on fitness, even though I was a fitness trainer myself. Wow. Like he's yeah, like man, not, we we all need reminders. And he's like he's like if you're want to be a high performer and you don't have this in line, your energy will be off. You're str- like you're just like not. It's like you know Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He he wakes up at four a.m. and works out no matter where he is. He has like a gym that travels with him. Yeah, he's insane, dude. Like he he actually he says it's his anchor for the day. Mm. So like when he works out in the morning, no matter what fucking goes wrong the rest of the day, he's, he's all, good. Versus like being out of bed and being late and then going to work and getting yelled at by your boss. Your whole fucking day is ruined. Versus waking up early, taking care of your health, and you're good. Yeah, bro. So, dude, I think this this was an awesome episode, bro. We talked about so many things. Oh, and I'm super happy that you we did this, bro. Because I know this is going to provide value. I know it's a little bit of a longer episode. But I think every second was valuable bro i think there's a lot to take in from this and i think going into the new year um this is a perfect episode for people who are trying to get better like in fitness and life like this is great so thank you bro and, and one more time plug your uh plug your instagram if you guys want to find mo this is this is where you can do it yeah guys so it's just mo m-o-e gaius g-h-i-a-s and then daddy of fat loss you can also, <laughs> like so it's like one word so if you just want to look up daddy of fat loss d-a-d-d-y daddy space o-f fat loss you'll find me daddy of fat loss you heard it here awesome guys thank you for listening to this episode and we will see you again next week hell yeah thank you guys peace